I removed my clothes before this there we start. Go. <laughs> it's oh hi justin and friends may happen this week we do indeed have friends with us and do you know how they got here by going to patreon.com slash oh hi justin one dollar a month gets you in the club as it were and from that club that gets you access to the special discord channel as it were and once you're in that special discord channel you can join this chat as it were. And I was wondering how many times I could fit the words as it were into the first few moments of this program. I did admirably, if I may say so myself. Uh, and you know what? If that puts me on your pain on mind list, I understand. Uh, <laughs> friends, <laughs> I wanted to talk today about the, the uh, pain on mind list, which I am not referencing the podcast that I used to do where I interviewed my friends. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the pain on mind list, the being feeling like you've been excluded or that people are just ignoring you. And I don't I don't want to drum up the feelings again, but Jenny and I were talking about this this week. Her and I <laughs> we have we have this uh this conversation every couple of months because and if you listen to the Oh Hi Justin pod, the daily pod uh, you know that I get into my own head with, yeah, I have X amount of people that are pledging and or are into the program, but that's not enough. And I hate that feeling, but it's a little bit even more than that. Wouldn't you say, Jenny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how to put it. It's just... It's just a level of frustration where, like, you feel like, you know, I'm putting my heart and soul into this project, putting all these hours in. I'm really proud of what I'm doing. Why the fuck isn't anybody listening to me when I say, listen to this show? Yeah. Just it, check this out. It's good. It's good shit. It's, Guys. <laughs> it's funny because after we had that conversation later on in the week, was it yesterday or today? Uh, you got in a spat with a rando on <laughs> on Twitter, and I was fishing. And some rando may have listened to the program. <laughs> I and that's, it's crazy because it was all just a joke. Like I I just started randomly commenting on um, comments on a clickbait ad that I see because it's something that I do when I'm kind of excessively bored. Um, so I was just trolling somebody. They blocked me, but then it started this whole other conversation. And the person kind of was sounding like a paranoid freaking loony. Mm -hmm. And I tagged Peter and I said, hey, is this your character from Bell and Dubs? Yeah. <laughs> and they started engaging in the conversation. In a very different <laughs> and way. And then they went back and listened to the point that they got context from the show and they said is bell still hooked on tonics yeah <laughs> that's insane like you have to really listen to a few episodes to get that bell is hooked on tonics yeah <laughs> and i have really good friends who don't even know that shit <laughs> yeah uh you know i mean they just need to troll a bunch of people and 
I'm just going to start trolling everybody. Maybe that's the key. Yeah, really. <laughs> that that voice you heard was Scott. Scott, <clears throat> do you have a, a <clears throat> I don't know, like, uh, have you had a, a moment of where you feel like you're on the pain on mind list, like similar to what, what we're talking about here? Uh, I mean, I think everybody has that at some point, you know, be it, you know, with relationships or friendships even, you know, not just, you know, creative outlets or whatever. Um, or, you know, I think everybody experiences it in some shape or form at some point. Like, you know, hey, you know, I'm over here waving my hand. Why aren't you paying attention to me? You know, and then you kind of, you know, get spun up in a deep thought and like, well, okay, why is this person not paying attention to me or whatever? Um, Do we all just get stuck in our own heads about shit like this? I think so. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Because, well, you know, uh, I think it's time a little before we kick over to Frank, uh, since Scott mentioned, like, I've, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, I be love and live. Uh, and <laughs> so her and I like have, I don't want to call it a friendship, but like we chat re relatively frequently. Um, you know, every, every couple weeks we have you know, a back and forth in DMs and, you know, it's nothing major. Uh, and she used to retweet me frequently and I don't necessarily take it to heart anymore that she doesn't, but I definitely notice. And it definitely gives me that feeling of, well, what the hell did I do? Like, why am I being ignored? It's bizarre in today's social media world. Like I'd almost prefer it be like in person getting ignored than, than online now it's it's so weird i never thought i'd ever be in this place where i'm a couple days from turning 40 and i'm worried about what some wrestler isn't, <laughs> isn't there's definitely me. something to like i've i've heard of time and time again that there's like a like a dopamine response in your brain when you get a like or a retweet or any kind of response on social media and i don't know why that's different than in person but there's definitely something to that. And it's probably partly why, like, I'm trying to back away from social media just a little bit, you know, just focus more on the in-person type yes. uh, interactions. Yeah. I mean, eventually, I guess, uh, unfortunately, with the world the way it is, like, it's it's hard to do a lot of mm -hmm. in-person stuff. But, yeah, I, I do need to focus on that a little bit more. And I mean, you know, I, I have cut out Facebook almost completely. I, I still use it for deprogrammed uh, just because it's easiest to do from there. Um, now, like when I say in person, I even in count like text message or phone calls okay. or something because yeah. that's just I live on the Internet. I live, uh, you know, most of my friends are hours away from me. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't just say, like, only in person because otherwise I would have no friends. <laughs> well, you know, and to that point, a lot of a lot of the stuff that we do is created on the Internet. So it's like, yeah, we unfortunately, we can't just throw away social media altogether or, or the Internet altogether because. Right. While it may not be our livelihood, it is our creative out. So. Uh, but with that, I want to bring Frank in here. Frank, I, I'm I'm sure you've had uh, some pain on mind list feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the dopamine thing that um, that Jenny was talking about. Um, 
I don't really get that with people that I know for real. Okay. I'm telling did you hear that car? No. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm paranoid. All right. Um, I haven't been smoking anything, I promise. Oh, um, you should. But uh, basically, you know, the dopamine where somebody likes your tweet or somebody retweets even or something like that. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't happen to people who I feel personally are on my level, which is really weird. Um, but it did happen a few times when they were sort of more well-known. So, so like live for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Brent Spiner retweet me once. Yeah. And that was like, oh my God, Dana retweeted me. They were, we were talking about um, that they should do Annie, Annie Get Your Gun or something as a, as a Broadway musical. And um, I don't know if it already is one, but I said, oh yeah. I said, it's all, it's all spurs and jazz hands. <laughs> and he loved it. And, and he retweeted it. And who's the guy? Justin from UHF, the, the, the shop teacher. Oh, uh, Emo Phillips. Yes. He liked my tweet once. And I was like, yes. Call me Mr. (laughs) Butterfingers. Boy, is my said. red. That's what I said. (laughs) I love him. And he liked it. But I mean, you know, it's, it's that, but the, the pay no mind list is sort of the other, I guess it's the other side of that coin. Um, lack of contact from people who are in that category, that celebrity category, I can't assign any active intent behind a lack of contact because I know how busy these people are. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and it could just be, honestly, that they just didn't see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and and but yeah, there's always that lingering feeling in the back of your head. I mean, recently I've just connected with someone who, um, well, my I have a live myself, but Ooh. mine is dead. Oh, and yeah, um, and I didn't find out until the lockdown that he died two years before. Oh no! Oh my god! I know because I was thinking, gosh, he was he was really into computers and stuff. Maybe. Maybe I could drop him a line. Maybe I could say, hey. And, um, well, I can't now unless I have a medium involved. Um, but might, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did manage to accidentally make contact with his wife. Oh, mm. okay. Um, Interesting. She has a private Instagram account. And... You know how you click something and you're expecting a button to be there and you click on where you're expecting the button to be? Mm-hmm. I did that with follow. I thought there was going to be a follow button and there wasn't. It was send request because her account was private. Uh. So I thought, oh, shit. Well, well I don't want to. I don't want to take it back. You know, <laughs> I don't want to take it back because right. that would seem weird. Right. So fast forward. I don't know how long later, maybe a week. And one of my Instagram things had a comment from her saying, oh, that's really sweet. Wow. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's accepted my connection. I'm going to look through her pictures. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, it was her. It was her choice. And uh, so I, I, I was so wired. I couldn't sleep. I was like I was in the middle of I was on my way to bed when I checked. And it was like four in the morning already. And I was like, oh, oh my man. Jeez. I'm like, 
she's actually contacted me. She's actually accepted me into her very private life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so, but um, since then, um, I've found out that we have a lot of um, similar interests and, and beliefs and things like that. And one of the things that she was doing was meaning to start writing paper letters again, which is something that I want to do. So I said, hey, I noticed that you want to start writing paper letters again. Me too. How would you like a new pen pal? No. And, and I gave her my address in a DM. And she wrote back and she gave me her address in a DM. Whoa. And she said, you know, things are really upside down here at the moment. But yeah, I would love it. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. So I got out my fancy fountain pen and all my cool inks and I stamped, you know, I did art all over the freaking letters and just introducing myself. Wow. Not at all ever mentioning, you know, her her husband. Although it will eventually come up, I'm sure, but I actually like her for her. That's even cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my thing. head, after I sent this letter to her. In the back of my head has always been, did she really, you know, is she really going to write back? She's already sort of in that sort of management of expectations phase of like, you know, things are really weird around here right now. I'm not sure if I'll get back to you all that quick. Yeah. And so I was thinking, this is just going to disappear off into the ether. I'm never going to hear from her again. Yeah, I did. <laughs> because she said, I got your letter. I'm going to write back in a few days. Oh, but every time I think, I start projecting and I start overthinking and I start thinking, she's just humoring me. She's just waiting to see, you know, and, and I just think there's something else going on. There isn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm striking up a friendship with someone. See, and that's, <laughs> you know? that's why the whole thing with, with Liv is difficult because it, there's times where it feels like I could call her a friend. And then there's times where it's like, you know, uh. I'd be thirsty over here. Your boy is thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, it no doesn't comment. hurt that she's nice looking. Not like that. Um. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't, it, it, but it, it is. It's, you know, it's it's a whole bizarre thing that, you know, I've thrown myself no. into. Well, if you're ever feeling down about Liv, what I would say is think about how many hours a day she must train. Yeah. How do you feel when you've done when you're done training? Yeah. You want to hop on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wants to hop on Twitter and talk to Liv. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> after he's finished training, yeah. Yes, this <laughs> is this is <laughs> all this I don't is think true. That's what Baby. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> so, I, I, moral of the story is the pain of mind list may be real, but uh I think it it's more real in your head. And try to mm -hmm. temper that in some way, shape, or form. And uh, reach out to somebody that you know does care. And I guarantee you they'll reach out back. And don't mm -hmm. worry about the person that you think you're on the pain on mind list for. Uh, so Scott brought up something on the Twitter machine that you brought to my attention, Jenny. And this, this I feel like is a good way to close out the show this week. Um, so... I'm going to throw it over to you, Scott, because I don't want to butcher what what you asked. But I, I did think this was a, a great question about uh, mainstream radio. Yeah, I mean, like, well, you know, so I know things are different now. Like, but like when I was growing up, you know, there wasn't like, you know, SoundCloud and, you know, everything else. And, you know, 
getting exposed to music, you know, by your parents or whatever. I mean, my parents had eight track and records and everything like that, but, you know, listen to the radio and everything like that. And then, you know, as it got a little older, like in, you know, middle school into high school started, you know, getting exposed to other bands and <clears throat> things like that, that weren't on mainstream radio or weren't the Oak Ridge boys from my parents <laughs> playing <laughs> records or Alabama. Um, but so, so my, what I put out there was, you know, what bands kind of led you to discover that there's things that are not, you know, outside of mainstream radio or like pop music or, or whatever. Um, and the bands for me, like that kind of got me, uh, kind of started hooking me in, you know, mainly like it was the Violet Femmes, uh, was one of them. Um, and then I started watching like 120 Minutes you know, on MTV. Mm, that's and, my jam. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, and that's what, you know, like I remember seeing like, like getting into depressing music and like, I, I wasn't really a Smiths fan, uh, but like, I remember, uh, I can't remember his name, but he said like, he's the king of depression. And I was like, oh, I got to go out and get his album. Because he's <laughs> so depressed and You're an emo boy. Moody. Yeah. <laughs> Sad boy. But, yeah. But like, Sad yeah. boy. That was like it was like them and like I think REM, they might be Giants might have been in the, been in there, um, Dead Kennedys actually. So, that was a few of mine. So nice, Frank. Did you want to jump in on this? Yeah. Um, my my exposure to um non mainstream music actually came from seeing people's T shirts in high school. Oh, okay. Who are that the makes Ramones? Sense. What's Sonic Youth? Hmm. And I know this is probably like persona non grata here, but I actually was able to explore new genres of music through the old Columbia Record Club. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I actually was really good. I paid all my bills. I was excited to order all my, my tapes, and heaven forbid I would ever get the one they chose for me yeah, <laughs> right. not well, happening. yeah never that happened to me a couple to times that. no i hate it because i didn't want to have to pay for something someone else chose but i was all over like midnight oil hmm. um oh gosh and then um my dad's girlfriend um was really really like close to the like the art community in boston and um, she she had actually had a marriage of convenience to be able to stay in the country because she's from Brazil. Oh, and um, I used, I used to go to, like, yeah. We used to go to their their um, their galleries and like their lofts and stuff. And I met the the guy, her her ex husband Bruce, and he made me a mixtape. Yes. <laughs> the mixtape had vintage B fifty twos, like. Dirty Back Roads, Rock Lobster, mm -hmm. nice, you know, and and um, it also had Romeo Void, oh. and just just all this really great stuff. And I started, I found that there was a radio station that played all this, you know, not not Debbie Gibson stuff, basically. <laughs> um, it was it was in Boston. It was called WFNX, yep. and it was it was uh, Boston Phoenix Radio. And the Boston Phoenix was like the alternative. Um, that's where, like, that's like where all the gay personal ads were. Okay. Like, well, they had a, they had a whole Phoenix. section that was uh, like one out of ten in that 
Because I, I, I lived in Boston. Did you? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I used to listen to FNX when I was working at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the midnight <laughs> shift at Dunkin' Donuts. I, I had a, I, I, was, I was a DJ on um, WERS, too. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, yeah. my friend used to call DJs and, like, sit and talk to them while their music was on. Yes. <laughs> yep. I did that all the time. Why did like, I ever think of that? I'm too, like, it just stuck in my own head. I'm just like, they don't want to talk to me. Oh, I used to like, call. You're all... Well, that's the, that's so the pay no mind list again. Yeah. I used yeah. To... I used... I'm on my own pay no mind list. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call Mike Powers all the time. Mike Powers, uh, Nick Papa Giorgio. I used to call them and, and uh, Bill Russ on 96 uh, back in the late 90s. I used to call him all the time, like the going into midnight shift. And that you could tell that they were bored out of their skulls and they were just happy to have somebody on the other end for a minute. I mean, they would go to do their speed breaks, come back, uh, go to answer a couple calls, come back. And, you know, as long as I wanted to stay on the line, they'd keep me on the line. So I loved it. I I always wanted to be that recurring character that called in on the shows. Hey, I get to do that. Oh, yeah. Like the Hulkster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was so jealous of those people. It's like like they they'd call up and it was like Norm has just entered the bar. Yeah, yeah, it is. I want to be Norm. <laughs> well, not normal, just yeah. Norm. I guess it just kind of depends on the character you create for yourself. Because if the character you create for your for yourself is a really bad Hulk Hogan impression that wears <laughs> wears uh, size MT uh, sweatpants and Santa Claus boots, you know, that's that's a that's a thing. <laughs> But uh, I guess if you're just, you know, Steve from Atlanta, I guess that could be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Jenny, Jenny, on the topic of uh, mainstream radio, what do you got? Oh, this is a tough one for me because, like, I feel like as far back as I can remember, I've always liked the weirder shit. I've always gravitated to the weirder shit. And, like, my, my parents kind of did the same thing. Like, my dad always stayed very contemporary music. Like, I think he was listening to alternative music before I did. Um, like, when I was a little kid, I liked, I didn't really like a whole lot of music, but I liked the Stray Cats because mm. it was different from everything else that was on the radio. And I liked Cindy Lauper because she was different from everything else. Um, and then, like, I listened to Top 40 when I was, like, you know, tween, yeah. early teenager or whatever. And then I went from like New Kids on the Block and Vanilla Ice to um, Pearl Jam, like overnight practically. Like my sister brought home a Pearl Jam uh, CD and I was like, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever. And my friend played it for me and it was just like, oh, I should have paid attention when my sister was playing this because this (laughs) is fucking fantastic. And I switched like like that. You know, like yeah. I'd stop listening to the top 40 station and I was on the alternative station like the entire time. Um, like Scott, I listened to uh, or I, you know, watched 120 minutes. Yeah. I probably have VHS tapes around here someplace where I tape every freaking video that mm-hmm. was on. Um, but I don't like, I don't remember any bands that really stood out to me as like, like really different, you know? Yeah. I think I remember videos more than anything else. Like I remember when videos would stand out as being something different from, you know, the norm or something, which is what maybe want to get into making music videos. Well, and, and on that the dream is gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, like I kind of, 
that kind of thread, Beavis and Butthead absolutely did that for me, like turned me on yeah. to a lot of music. But yes, the one the of the one with the guy in the cardboard box. Oh, MC nine hundred foot Jesus. Yeah. If I only had a brain, yeah. <laughs> yes. Love that one and the the one. I don't even remember what the video was, but you remember um, Beavis was like. 11 out of 12, 11 out of 12. We have a wild man in the cemetery. Repeat, wild man in the cemetery. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. I wish I did. Yeah. One of the ones that sticks out to me was the the video for Stars by Hum. Because the the intro, obviously, to any to anyone who doesn't know. And then it's just like that whole note that just kind of draws out. And at the end, while the note is drawing out, uh, Beavis goes, is it over? And Bud goes, well, <laughs> it sucked, but at least it was short. And then they changed the channel. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but that was the great thing about Beavis and Butthead. It's like, even when they make fun of songs you like, you kind of didn't care because it was fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I learned the most important lesson in life from Beavis. Okay. If it sucks, change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's true though, nachos. very much true. What do you know about nachos, Daria? <laughs> uh, oh, Daria! So Don't. I love her. My daughter loves Daria. My daughter is Daria. But. Well, I've, I well, you know, I'll come back to that in a sec because the rumor mill was going around that they were going to kind of re try to redo Daria, and it's like I don't think it works now. Not, not in the way that it did then. Uh, because I feel like a lot of people kind of became Daria. And so if everybody's mm -hmm. Daria, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like I'm not sure, you know, that there's always going to be a Beavis and a Butthead. Mm. Um, but I, I think you'll find there are Daria characters in every show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine has Rosa. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if not now, when? If not me, who? If think, not leave, puke. Like, I think, like you're saying, though, there's always somebody who's like considered outside the, the, you know, the main group or whatever. The snarky, cynical one. Right. Yeah. And I. Hi, know, my I, name is Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I don't think. Yeah. I do feel like the, the, the that was what made Daria great is the fact that everything else was like so so clean so so pop so you know popular and she was very much and again yeah you you could do you could find out what that is now like what the not cool thing is now which I don't know what that would be but you know welcome to forty I was like we're not cool yeah right <laughs> or if we ever were. But, Never you know, was. I think, I think, like, I think it kind of points to alternative, right? Even like, so when we were coming up, like alternative was this new thing mm -hmm. when we were a kid and now alternative is kind of more mainstream. Well, there's now different kinds of alternative, like, you know, music and it's, and it's just way different than like, you know, what's considered quote unquote, you know, alternative music now. It's just, it's some kind of different genre. I don't know what that is, but you know what I'm saying? There's old and unhip. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's UK radio is nuts, though. There's like there is nothing on UK radio except that pop, that top forty playlist. We don't have country stations. 
We don't have oldie stations. We don't have metal stations. I mean, WAAF, come on. We don't have anything like that. We don't have genre stations. It's all just whatever is on the playlist. Mm. And it's always the same. And the thing is, if you listen for more than an hour, you're going to get repeats. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, that happens here too. (laughs) They dip into the vault and they pull out something that was just as cookie cutter as that is now back then. (laughs) They still, they still do the like, is John Peel still a thing? Um, yeah, I mean, there are, okay, Radio 2 had some good stuff. Radio mm-hmm. 2 likes to do deep dives. Um, but, I mean, we, we don't have a lot of stations here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, you know, you've got BBC One. It's like that song from Austin Powers. BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four, BBC Five. No, I'm not going to do any more. But, yeah, you know. BBC and And. BBC Heaven. <laughs> yeah, but we have, I mean, we have a couple of big networks that are like syndicated around the country and stuff. Um, Like there's like Global and um, Heart and stuff like that. But it's all much of a muchness. I kind of miss that if I'm in the mood for some, you know, some where are they now Guns N' Roses jams, I can, I could just go 107.3. You know, and I and I did when I went back to America last year. Um, AAF, right there, rental car, boom. <laughs> and I had such a blast driving home. <laughs> but, but you know, here you don't get that. I'm I I actually went and got an Alexa for my car, so it now takes requests. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got Amazon Music Unlimited, so I I can. Oh yeah. I I tried to listen to um, Jack Ruby by Camper Van Beethoven today, and they said it wasn't available for streaming. But here's a channel you might like, and you know what? She was right. (laughs) I really liked that channel. There was Echo and the Bunny Man, uh, Fishbone for heaven's sake. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, rock. So on the on the topic of taking it back to to mainstream ra- radio for me uh and I didn't realize that how far out of the box these guys were then um as far as it makes sense now but it didn't then cuz I heard them on the radio I heard them on 96X so I assumed they were getting widely played everywhere but Local H is my second favorite band and you know I don't know that they'll ever be unseated from that spot and I heard them on the radio, but you, they got now nowadays you only hear the one song, "Keep It Copacetic," which I guess you know if you're gonna live on with I, shit, I would I would kill to have one song that was still getting played on the radio. But <laughs> the the that is not local H at all. Uh, like I mean, obviously they wrote it, but it's not. I I would not put that anywhere near their top 25 songs and the song that roped me was high five and motherfucker and i don't think they got much play anywhere but 96x locally i don't know how they did nationally but even now they're not they're not a big act and on that same wavelength not a surf and again they were popular at the time with popular but that was <laughs> kind of all they had you know they that it was the one hit and i kind of latched onto that and i i uh but i think the one that probably 
fits the bill the most, even though yet again I heard them on the radio, was Ween. And when I heard Piss Up a Rope, I was like, oh, oh, like it doesn't have to be uh, Formula X, Y, or Z. It can be something completely different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it, it, it really took me until I was older to, you know, somewhere around 21. And I was a, unfortunately a lot of like metal stuff to where I realized, okay, I don't, I can, I can pick whatever music I want to listen to. It doesn't have to come on the radio. Uh, but yeah. And unfortunately Lincoln park before they hit big was one of those bands, uh, mm-hmm. at the drive-in, uh, like those are the ones that were like, okay, you, you know, at the drive-in got radio play. And as a matter of fact, one arm scissor got a lot of radio play at first, but that was all they got. That was it. And then, then it all dried up for them. Well, then they broke up. But <laughs> it it is funny to me to think that now I don't get anything from the radio. No, yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> like yeah, I go more on like friends recommendations or Spotify mm. recommendations or something like that, and deprogrammed. Yeah, honestly, same. I mean, I know you don't get a chance to listen to anything that's not a deprogram <laughs> panel. <laughs> mostly, yes. <laughs> I mean, I try, but mostly, yes. Uh, I want to listen to my favorite song. No, deprogrammed only. <laughs> well, that's that's why I think it's it's changed now, right? Like, you know, like my kids, like, I mean, they get everything off of like TikTok and YouTube, and you know, they don't really listen to the radio anymore at all. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's, I still think it's different. Um, you know, you know, I think it's a little different now, but I think, you know, people still kind of seek out that stuff. That's not, that's outside the norm. And, um, you know, I think it's easier to find now too, because yeah. you have just unlimited sources basically well, like, to find all this stuff, you know, all like the SoundCloud hip hop, like artists that blew up and, and things like that. People that probably wouldn't normally be heard. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they have, they're amplified by social media and something catches fire. So, um, which is actually, you know, I think that's probably a pretty good yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, the gatekeep. Uh-oh. That kind of broke up. Oh, did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said gate. <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, my husband's probably streaming downstairs. Oh, <laughs> But um no the the gatekeepers are uh, gone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in, in um, you some don't ways, need yeah. millions of dollars. We've got the technology now to mm-hmm. have, you know, good recording quality in our own homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't need the radio to tell us what to listen to because we have we can go on Spotify and find things or go on YouTube and find recommendations. Um yeah, but, like, but corporate radio basically is like here's the playlist. Like you said, here's here's yeah. the songs that we think you should listen to. Yeah. yeah, and and hopefully in the middle you'll listen to our ads too, but um, yeah. I think um, the thing is like the children of today. <laughs> sorry, um, today's generation, this latest generation coming out, they're it's an algorithm that's running what they are listening to. Um, I don't know who puts this together, but you know you can say like more like this. What do they mean? Is the algorithm saying, "Well, this has the, this has a similar tempo to this one," or or what? Like, I don't understand how it's being chosen. Um, but I I did I actually had a thought. Um, it hurt, but I yeah, had I was a thought. Say, be careful. Um, 
that um, the reason I think that I started listening to things that were not just what was spoon fed to me by the the top 40 stations is because um, I was consuming music media in the cassette days. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And normally, if you like a song, you you know, I did. I never did this, okay? But everybody else around me seems to have done it. I totally missed the boat. Um, there was a single, yeah, cassette single. Mm-hmm. I, I never singles. bought those. I always bought the album that the song was on. Mm-hmm. Me too. Same. And you know, you know, people used to describe it as like, oh yeah, sometimes I just skip to the songs that I know and have to get used to the rest of them. <laughs> Did you ever hear them say that? Yeah. Um, and I still do it. It's a lot easier to do when people were listening to CDs and you could mm-hmm. just hit fast forward and go to the yeah. next track instead of a cassette. Like on a cassette, you might as well just listen to the song because it's going to take you forever to fast forward through it anyway and get to the right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really excited when CDs came out. I was like, yeah. But um, but yeah, I had I had a special tape deck though because you could you could fast forward it and it would listen for the silent part between tracks and then it would stop it. Mm -hmm. That was that saved my life. But the thing is, um, I do find now I still do download or buy you know albums, and eventually I end up skipping the ones that I originally bought it for and start listening to all the other ones that weren't weren't made with a view to putting it on mainstream radio. Okay. Yeah. I... And that's where you can appreciate the real the real um artistry of the band. See that that happened to me with um to a at least a similar enough extent with Blink 182's most recent record, Nine. Um they came out with like five singles before the record came out. And I heard maybe one of them on the radio, but all the rest I had, they hit Spotify beforehand and videos and lyric videos and stuff that I had all seen. And I'm like, okay, these are fine. You know, I I like these. And then one finally like kind of really registered with me. I was like, okay, so I got to get this record. And then when it comes out, I, I, I skip all the songs that I already know and listen to all the other ones. And I'm like, oh, this album's great. And then you listen to the whole thing in context. It's like, oh, even those songs I didn't think I liked are, are freaking great. I'm kind of going through that with um, the new Smashing Pumpkins stuff currently uh, for Seer. And, you know, while it's not that same low, there's none of them I don't like. There's six songs out. I love all, all six of them. And I actually pre-ordered the record. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever done that. Even for SP, I, I love the Pumpkins. This is the first time I've ever pre-ordered a Pumpkins hmm. record. <laughs> yeah. Like wow, uh, it, I'm excited. It's it's an exciting time, and you know I won't get into the news. I won't nerd out, but um, <laughs> it's it's an exciting time to be an SP fan. I'll just I'll say that much. Are they I don't going know. like crowdfunding and and stuff? Um, because I I listen to a band that you will no one will know or they'll know one song from um, Marillion. And Marillion have been crowdfunding their albums for years. Um, and they're saying they, they pretty much um, pioneered that. But to be able to pre-order an album, I mean, that, that is exciting. Yeah. It really is. I, I've pre-ordered. You're going to laugh at my, my musical taste. I actually love everything. But the, the albums I pre-order tend to be Marillion. And there was a Journey album called Eclipse. <laughs> and I pre-ordered that. 
And I ended up, I went to the, the first show on the tour for that album. It's You feel more part of it if you pre-order, I think. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever pre-ordered an album. I might. Mm, no, I guess I, I think it's too late for that. The new Gorillaz album just came out. I don't know if it's out on physical copies or not, or if it's just out digitally. But, uh, like, I th think it just came out today. And, like, I actually really like what they did with their new album, like, where they released, they released, like, at least half of the album over the past few months. And they would do, like, one video at a time. And it wasn't even like they were trying to do it as hits. They were just like, oh, let's just release a song. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Here's another one. Here's another one. There's a special guest on every song. And it's it's just a different way to market the new songs that are coming mm -hmm. out. And I think it's really brilliant because like people are listening to songs on YouTube. People use YouTube as a as yeah. a music player. So if they can get the hype out about the the new album and everybody's heard half the songs already, it's like, oh shit, that new album's out. Like I can get all of them at once. And there's more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this is why I don't buy single tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think right I've now. ever done that either. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, kind of re new SP is uh, um and re kids and Spotify and whatnot. I I created a Spotify account for my son last week, and because he's been getting on SoundCloud and I I feel like uh he figured out some like ways to download music that I'm not that I don't think he should do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just yep. say that. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, well, we've got this family account. Let's add him to it. And, you know, he can use it for whatever he wants to listen to. And I'm just really excited that, so my wife is a huge Hanson fan and he really digs Hanson. And, you know, like I never, I never felt one way or the other about it other than it's like that kind of feeling of, man, I wish he was into one of my bands, but Seer came out. And I've caught him several times singing the song. And he said he went out and, and downloaded uh, Anno Satana, which is like the six tracks that are available right now. And he's been listening to those. And I was like, oh, my God, my son's listening to the Smashing Pumpkins on his own. Oh, my God. I didn't have to force feed it to him. This is great. <laughs> so yeah, my kid's the same. Um, I, I told Cameron about... Um, that's my son. Um, I told him about Florence and the Machine, and he loves it. It's and it... uh, my six-year-old when when she was six, she's thirteen now. When she was six, um, I took her to Manchester Arena, um, which is a smaller venue, to see Marillion in concert, and we were like in the front row, standing room, and um, she loved it. She actually puked the day before in school so that she could pull a sickie. <laughs> ah, you go girl brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> um but you know she she actually really likes marillion and and it's the you know they're really cerebral lyrics and it's a it's a prog band so they're like you know it's all really long ah so she it's somehow has managed to keep her attention that's cool well yeah she doesn't have um attention um, issues, but she does suffer from crippling anxiety, and I think um, Marillion, for some strange reason, I think there's there's an undercurrent of of bass in their music, and it it seems like there's like a hum 
Mm. that sort of carries on under everything. And I think it's like a weighted blanket for your ears. Like a binaural beats kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, I dig it. Yeah, she she loves it. Um, they're they you know it's it. I'll tell you later about Marillion because you I could talk forever forever. They've got nineteen albums, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we've kind of exhausted the the topic. So, oh wow, we've done almost forty five. How long was this one? <laughs> yeah, almost forty five. So, <laughs> oops. <laughs> I think you'll find that the the runtime will grow exponentially with each new contributor yeah <laughs> and you know what i mean the the idea is to kind of get a glimpse at what is happening at oh hi justin and i i think what i really am trying to emphasize here is that you aren't just pledging to you know give me money like it isn't just that i i appreciate that but give me some money <laughs> I, but like <laughs> There's there's real friendships and forging of of real real things are happening at Oh Hi Justin and I'm just saying like I appreciate the three of you uh, pledging um, and I appreciate you taking your time to make another one of my dumb shows come to life so <laughs> thank you. Well, it's really fun. Um, I used to I used to have a podcast and that's how I met. How I how I got on this crazy train actually. And do you mm. know that was that was five years ago? Yes, isn't it? That is that's freaky, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, this uh, it's great to be able to make friends through this medium and and to be able to just sit and and talk. It's good for the mental health. Absolutely, and uh, one of the main reasons I want to bring people in is is that is we can help each other with our mental health. And if, if you don't want to pledge, I, I absolutely understand. Not everybody has a dollar a month that they can spare. I get it. Please consider joining the Discord because there's a lot of positivity happening in the Discord and there's a lot of fun things that we're doing on, on a regular basis. And Show I'm, up to Jackbox night. It's yeah, free. Jackbox for free. You get to play uh, Jackbox party games with friends. Uh, and we just goof off, and unless you pass out like I did at eight o'clock this last Tuesday, <laughs> that loser that happened. Do you stream that on Twitch? Because I seem to remember that that there was a Jackbox session on Twitch. I we don't know who's channel it was. Um, we had a lot of people like just kind of randomly jumping into the games and dropping Ooh. in. So yeah. I decided that well, let's figure out another way to do it. That yeah, I can't it. witness it after the fact now. Oh, because yeah, cause I, that's the thing. I, I loved about, it. I've thought about streaming it and doing some other way of like streaming it or like at least recording it or something. But I don't know. Like, there's there's kind of like a little bit of freedom in the jokes that we do without it being recorded. Yes. So yeah, true. Yes. True. I I totally hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we uh we do let's playlist Monday nights at 11 p.m. Um, where we just sit around and, and make a playlist together and listen to it live. And there's there's themes now. Like the first couple did not have themes. It was just let's listen to what the hell ever. Now there's themes. And uh, we usually go for about an hour. And everybody kind of takes a turn and puts a song on the list. And then, you know, if you want, you can you can listen to it on Spotify. Or you can also listen on the Discord uh, voice channel where I'm 
talking in between songs, <laughs> kind of jocking, because uh, I never got to do it in real life. So, do it. yeah, I'm just saying, do it. And so we have that, and I, I guarantee you there is more stuff to come. Jenny and I have big, big plans for, for the Discord. So be on the lookout. Consider joining. Consider pledging to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Justin. And thank you all so much for being here. And thank you all for, for talking to me tonight. A pleasure. Yeah. You're welcome. And I guess maybe I should figure out a sign off for this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Mayhap. Mayhap.